The Nerd and Me Podcast presents The Week in Geek with your hosts, Alan and Jonathan, Bernie with Gamer News, Aurora Monroe with the weather, and Happy Gilmore with sports. Good evening, this is Alan, and welcome to The Week in Geek. Jonathan, what's our top story? Good evening, Alan. Our top story today is the Solo, a Star Wars story's disappointing box office this past weekend. Yikes. Yeah, it um, opened worldwide, and it made, worldwide, it made $148 million, um, which is well below expected um, worldwide take. It's it's expected to take in the country, in the United States alone, was 150, 170-ish. And it only brought in in the U.S. 110 million, and that's with the benefit of the holiday Memorial Day. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah, a lot of disappointment in regards to the Han Solo movie. Not only was it the, I believe it's the the least amount of money a Star Wars movie has made opening weekend, but it's also the most expensive Star Wars movie ever made at 250 million dollars. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, sir. Wow. You know what's interesting when when I when you and I were both reading about this, it wasn't doing so well at the box office. It's perplexing because prior to the movie's release, they talked about that it was doubling the amount of pre-sales of Black Panther, which I thought was holy crap. You know, so how does right, this translate well, to low numbers if that's the case? Well, what they said is that the Thursday opening it broke the record for Thursday opening. So the amount of money it made on Thursday night. Um, is is the record for any movie making on that Thursday? And but the thing is, you know, the Thursday night opening has is a re, is, is a relatively new thing. You know, maybe five years, maybe. Oh, maybe that's 10, true. Yeah, maybe yeah. ten years. Because I remember when um, Phantom Menace came out in '98, I guess it was, or '99. I went to a midnight show, so it was technically a Friday show. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they started doing seven o'clock premiere, you know, Thursday movies uh, after that. So. Uh, yeah, so it made the most money of a Thursday opening, um, but the rest of the weekend, again, 110 domestically, 65, 68 million, um, 65 million uh, overseas. Hmm. Yeah, so not uh, big deal. Now, um, we talked about it in our discussion of, of Solo, a Star Wars story. Um, do you, do, is it? Is it? Is it? Uh, big movie fatigue, you know, Deadpool, Infinity War, um, genre movie fatigue, um, Black Panther, Last Jedi, Ragnarok, um, Justice League. You know, we had all, you know, we said since November, we've been going boom, 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 boom. So do you think it's fatigue? Do you think it's the behind the scenes dramas of changing the, hmm. changing the directors, right. uh, the, the, the lead actor, you know, reportedly getting acting lessons, <laughs> it, you know, um, the changing of Paul Bettany, uh, Michael K. Williams was supposed to be um, uh, Drain and Voss, but because of the reshoots, didn't work around his schedule. He had to drop out of the role, and they they hired Paul Bettany to take over. Or is it word of mouth? Um, do you think it's what, what do you think is causing this? The, what caused the low turnout? Well, I would probably say the the, the cheat answer is all of the above. You know, that is a very cheat answer. <laughs> it is a very cheat answer, but you know. 
even before the the reshoots of the movie and stuff, it was it was it's still a story I think that a lot of people didn't really need, you know, um, or was even anticipating uh, at all. You know, Han Solo is one of those mysterious characters that sometimes they play better off as as a mystery, you know. And it's it, again, we we talked at length in the in the other podcasts as to the things that just didn't work for it. But um, you know, when you say like word of mouth, why didn't do well overseas too? I mean. It's it's got to be Star Wars fatigue because if you have a lot of people like Star Wars movies were were event movies and right. because this is not like you know episode one two episode ten twelve whatever it it maybe it just it's not much of an event though Rogue One I think being that it was the first um, probably did a little bit better um, but Rogue One was I think intimately attached to a New Hope you know right. and and I think that's there was a lot of curiosity with that one. Uh, this one, it's even even right now, and you know, I'm sitting here, I'm thinking about it. I don't really know where this movie really sits in with the whole universe. You know, I mean, I, I know it's before Rogue One. I know it's after uh, Episode Three, um, but it's just kind of there. You know, it's kind of like a, like a subplot story uh, uh, that I I probably didn't need, but you know, and it, and it reflects uh, in ticket sales too. You know, uh, uh, that that desire to watch this film just wasn't there. Right, and I, I see, you know, and I understand your point on that. I'm really going to go on the side of um, it's not a good movie, and I think word of mouth killed. I think this is a movie that if it was good, it might have still had a lower opening weekend, but I think as word got around that this is, hey, you know what, this is really a good movie, that that would have um, had at least given it a little staying power. Um you're looking at a a 63% on Rotten to- audience score on Rotten Tomato. Um, Rogue One had an 87%. Okay, well, what was the Last Jedi? The Last Jedi, right Last off Jedi, the bat, was a polarizing movie in regards to right. fans. So you had a lot of fans that didn't like it. It still did well. That's true. Um, but there was a lot of hype. There was a lot more hype for Last Jedi. Right, right. Because um, it's, it's part yeah. of the, the main main right. main Star Wars storyline, yeah. So. Right. Last Jedi is down to an audience score. Well, the thing about Last Jedi, it's so bizarre um, because it's got a tomato. You know, it's got a um, uh, the critic rating of ninety one percent, but the audience score is forty six percent. Oh my and, gosh! Yeah. And you you and I you and I have talked about. I've never I've. Not that I look on Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes every day, but I've never seen such a disparity in critic versus audience. Sure. Um, so it, yeah, it's divisive. If anything, it's forty-six percent. Um, again, Rogue One, Tomato Meter uh, critics eighty-five, audience eighty-seven. All right, so they're pretty much agreeing, right? Right. Uh, and Solo, same Solo seventy-one sixty-three. So even that's not as huge a disparity as right. Last Jedi. Yeah. But you're right, Last Jedi made all the money. It sure did, yeah. But Solo's not. So it's, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm blaming it on the fact that Solo's not a good movie. Um, you're saying it's fatigue. And you're right. I mean, the cheat answer is, is a cheat answer because it's probably the most correct answer. You know, it's probably <laughs> well, let's it's face the combination. It, it is the, like, we ended um, Movie May with Solo. It is the last big movie for now, maybe up until... Um, Fallen and- Kingdom. What is that? July. That's uh, end of June. Fall end of King June. King. So this is the first time we actually got to take a break, and it's the last. Movie. So may I mean it could be like that. You know, when, when we talk about saturation, I, I mean it can be, but geez, look at Marvel movies—they do three a year, 
and they seem to be getting better and better. Right. So no, that's a good point. And for a long time, they were doing two a year. Oh yeah, right. I think last year was the first year to take three a year. Yeah. Or maybe the year before sixteen. But um, no, you're right. Um, but they're spaced out. And, and this is the thing that I think hurt Solo also. You know, December was was Last Jedi, and then here we are five months later with Solo. Right. So you know that it you, it does take away from the event aspect of it. Now we have a year and a half to wait for episode nine, and um, you know, like you know, I've said a lot because of the last movie. I'm not hyped for this movie. I probably will go Gaga when they put a trailer out. But yeah, yeah. Um, as of now, I'm like, all right. I mean, I'll see it. I'm definitely going to see it. But I don't, I don't know that I'm going to be hyped and excited and what you see when you hear the opening theme, but like, I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I'll get those chills. Um, but at least we have a year and a half to kind of digest and wait and miss star Wars. Like, I feel like, I feel like we barely just got done talking about the last Jedi before solo came out. Okay. So let's, let's, let me paint you a scenario. Let's say, um, Hey, John, nerdy me, you're great on podcasting. Guess what? I'm going to fire Kathleen Kennedy. You are my number one guy. Nice. <laughs> what do you think, you know, off the top of your head, is there any way to rewrite this ship? Because right now it's 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 meandering aimlessly out in the Pacific Ocean right now. Are you, are you just talking about episode nine or the whole No, the franchise? whole Star Wars, because you said it yourself, this next Star Wars movie is coming out. This is still part of the Star Wars franchise. Right. I'm, I'm, we're definitely going to see it, you know, and, and but I, I think we're both going in there with a lot of trepidation. How do you fix w- this? How do you fix I would, this? I would say this. I would say um, do a Kenobi solo film. Okay. Not solo, but, you know, a standalone film. Uh, you have the Game, Game of Thrones guys. I, I think they're doing movies, not TV, right? Yes. You have the game. You have the you, well, fire Ryan Johnson. Say, we don't need your, th- your trilogy. Oh, okay. Uh, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Hit the road. And then you give the, after the Kenobi one, you have a year to let the first Game of Thrones guys movie come out and then you go to maybe an every two year and don't have anything in between or if you have something in between you space out the chapters by two because remember the original trilogy was spaced out by three years it was yeah so uh, let's well, just it say, took longer to make movies back then they were actually going so, places right so so December 19 uh, December of, nine, of 2019 we have episode 9 so let's say December of 20 we get the kenobi film just to say you know i'm running it right right so uh uh, december of 22 would be the first of the game of thrones trilogy and then maybe if we want to keep doing star wars stories um put one out if that's 22 put one out you know late 23 middle of 24 and then put out um the second game of thrones trilogy one in 25 gotcha space them out Space them out. Give us time to miss them, and give give them time to write good stories and to fix them. And because look, Solo for whatever look, they changed directors in like January, and for a reason, they still felt like they, they should get this out for its May date. And we talked about this too. Why not make sure it's a better movie and let it come it out. out in December? Yeah. Because then you still have a year in between this one and episode nine. Right. But you know, we're not Kathleen Kennedy. We're not. Well, I'm sure she has to answer to somebody as well, you know. Yeah, and there might be other things we don't know about that, you know, because it's probably a hard job coordinating all the Star Wars universe because there are TV shows, there are, you know, comic books that are considered canon. There are novels that they're considering canon. Right. So there, it's more than other, just movies. You're right. Right, and new cartoon shows too. So 
there's a lot that you have to juggle. Um, so maybe they had to stick to the May date for whatever reason. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe they were hoping that if they get it out in May, it would erase the divisiveness of The Last Jedi. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but it is scoring better than The Last Jedi, so. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Good job. All right. Yeah, you're hard. I like it. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Our next uh, story kind of ties into this. Um, James Mangold, best known for his work on uh, Logan. Um he, I believe he wrote Logan, right? And he direct, I know he directed it. Did he write Logan? I don't know if he wrote it. Yeah. Well, anyway, he's been given the reins to a Star Wars story on Boba Fett. So we're finally getting that Boba Fett movie that people have been asking for. <laughs> <laughs> um, thoughts? The question is, where does this Boba Fett story take place? Is this Boba Fett crawling out of the Sarlacc pit? Or is this uh, Boba Fett, like... When he's like 19 years old and he's trying to figure things out or something like that. God. You know? That's all we need is a Boba Fett coming of age movie. <laughs> yeah. And that's when I knew what love really was about. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! <laughs> uh, um, I would love it if it if it opens with him somehow surviving the Sarlacc. Because it brings him back into the universe. Um... So this would be after Return of the Jedi. Right. Or maybe concurrent because maybe when they fly away on their skiffs, you know, five minutes later, he comes crawling out of the Sarlacc or wherever oh, he Okay, I gotcha. Huh. That's an interesting take. And then you, it could be about him trying to find Solo and get revenge on him or, or be like, I mess with those guys. They got a Jedi and just hilarity ensues or, or whatever. <laughs> You know. I'm thinking they're going maybe before. That's my guess. Because how do you have you know when you when you think about Fett, you're automatically thinking Han Solo. You know, um, and I'm thinking before. That that that's a good feeling because you know like you really don't understand the dynamics between Han Solo and Boba Fett at all, even in the original trilogy. Only that like one line I think in uh, Return of the Jedi where. Um, I think Chewie says Boba Fett and Han Solo's like, Boba Fett where? Like, as if, like, he actually really knew who he was. Right. Um, but other than that, you know. But James Mangold, you, that's a good idea. You put, you put a, a movie in, in a director's good hands. Logan, I love Logan. Uh, I thought that was a great, great, uh, superhero movie, if you want to call it that. Um, and so, yeah, I think he can do a good job with this one. Right. Well, he's writing and directing. And let's, you know, here's a quick rundown of what he's written. Uh, Copland, which I think is a great movie. That's a great movie. Um, wow, he did Copland. He wrote Copland. Yeah. Wow. He didn't direct. I don't. No, he didn't direct it. I, I forgot who directed. It. He might have. I don't know. Uh, Girl interrupted. He wrote uh, Walk the Line, Logan, and now he's going to write the Boba Fett. Um, in regards to what he directed, it's produced. Good for him. No, he he sounds like he he, he can do this justice he direct oh he did direct copland he directed copland he directed girl interrupted um a show you did on um on uh, hidden gems identity oh wow that was a great movie you did identity right yeah john cusack yeah he directed walk so it seems he directs oh he directed 310 to yuma that was good that's a great movie too see yeah see this can be good he directed the wolverine and he directed logan yeah and now he's doing both of it all right so good so maybe we'll get a decent Boba Fett, but I, I, I see your point of, but do, do they tie it to Han Solo? Do they even? 
like the, I don't know. I would love just a Boba Fett movie that doesn't tie. Because here's the thing: if you're saying not everything it has to be revolved around Skywalkers or whatever, right. then why even why like you know? Again, we talked about it in our show, in our solo episode. Why couldn't that have just been a Han Solo story that didn't tell? Just tell me an unknown story about Han Solo. True. When he was young. No, you're right about that. So, that that's so, that way you don't you you can't criticize a movie that way. You can't. Yeah. Better, better. I don't. Good. I don't. I don't need a Boba Fett origin. I we, told you you're got, hired already. You got it. You're right. <laughs> we have his origin story. You know, yeah. we have Boba Fett's origin. It's a lame one, but we have it. Right. So just just show me a movie of him being a badass. That's yeah. all. No, you're right. That is correct. That is the that is the safe. That is the best thing to do, is not to do not to explain every freaking detail about Boba Fett, because you're gonna some people will accept it and some people won't. So do right. something different. Do something original. That makes more sense. Exactly what now. Okay. What else you got? Well, we're gonna send this show to, to Lucasfilm. Oh yeah. Okay. That's my official <laughs> my, my official CV. <laughs> you know. All right. All right. Our next story. <laughs> and this is a shocker. This just came out yesterday. Yeah. I think both you and I were shocked. Andrew Lincoln, who plays Rick Grimes on The Walking Dead, which is going into season nine uh, this October, will premiere. Um, is leaving the show. I think he's only signed on for uh, six episodes, and they're gonna slowly phase him out. And um, uh, along with Lauren Cohan, who we've spoken about before, because she's got a show that was picked up by ABC. Right. Um, they're both going to be phased out. And um, uh, uh, the guy that plays Daryl, what's his name? It's slipping my mind now. Uh, Norman Reedus. Norman right. Reedus will be taking over as lead of The Walking Dead. Um, so, Alan, the question is this. With Andrew Lincoln leaving, with Lauren Cohan leaving, with... Daryl with Norm Reedus, who plays a great Daryl, but who's never really been set up to be a leader. Right. Is The Walking Dead literally Walking Dead right now? <laughs> Ooh, you're so clever. Yeah, I mean, you know, without Andrew Lincoln on the show, I mean, Rick Grimes' character, I mean, you know, every time I was watching Walking Dead, when I did watch Walking Dead, it was only interesting to me when I saw um, Rick on, on screen. You know, I, I think when he's on, it's a great episode. Uh, when he's not on, it's like, eh, I'm not too happy about that. And, you know, with him phasing him out, yeah, I, I can't see Daryl Lee in this team. I mean, if anything, if if you had to find another leader, it, it would be um, Maggie's character. But she's leaving, too. Right. So uh, the, the show just needs to end. It does. And, and I'll tell you what. You take you take Norman Reedus and maybe even Carol, and you figure out a way to get them on Fear the Walking Dead. Because I, I know you're not watching it, but I'm watching the season of Fear the Walking Dead, and it's so much better. You're kidding. Than the, I, I'm enjoying it a lot more than I did the first two seasons. i got to be honest with okay. you. Okay, I'll give it a shot. Um, Morgan's doing a great job. Um, yeah, I mean, give it a shot. Okay. I, I, or maybe it's just that the maybe it's not good. It's just better than the first two seasons, which I really was like, oh, my God. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, yeah. So, But it's better. And if you can get Carol or, or and Daryl over there somehow – Maybe that's how you continue this Walking Dead, and I just if you know if you need another series, come up with a new idea in this world. Maybe do, maybe real. I don't know. Maybe explain what happened, and I don't. You know, there's got to be people living on an island somewhere that, are, that aren't affected by all this because you know they're on an island. <laughs> <laughs> you know, figure this, figure it out. Uh, I can't work for both Disney and uh, AMC. Wow. So now, is it? Dis- did, did you read in the article? Was it because Andrew Lincoln wanted out, or? They were. They wanted to go in a different direction without him. Um, I think it's uh, mutual, maybe. 
Because I've, I've heard recently there are issues with uh, AMC and The Walking Dead. You know, like they're having production issues and whatnot. I think it's, uh, I think he wants to leave. Does he? Yeah. Well, yeah. good for him. You know, nine years, you know, not just actors, but, you know, nine years on the same job. Not a lot of people do that. Yeah. Not easy. You know, they and, film in Georgia, right? They film in Georgia. They film in weird times because the show's on from like October to whatever, uh, de- December and then February to March or May or something like that. Um, so, you know, he's, um, you know, when, when you have these kind of contracts, they probably have to pass up on a lot of things. I'm glad you brought that up. I, I really hope, you know, when, when he starts to phase out of that particular universe that he capitalizes on it, that I hope he does find some good roles for him that he can, you know, sink, and, sink his teeth into in the movie business and stuff. Because yeah. he's a great actor. He's, he's fantastic. Dude, Captain Britain. I just casted it. <laughs> Captain yeah. Britain. There you go. Captain he's, Britain. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Yeah, he's British. Ever, yeah, yeah, you ever see him talk for real? He's British. Yeah, I know. I, I think, but that's why I think he's a good actor. I love it when he do stuff like that. All right. Yeah, so uh, I wonder if season nine will be the last season of The Walking Dead. They'll probably squeeze out one more season. Um, just to iron I, out the rest of the contracts, maybe? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know if it goes past 10. I'll be shocked if it goes past 10. What a nosedive of a show, though, because it really for so many seasons, it was it was the season. And then I, it, maybe it was like maybe the introduction of Negan or afterwards. It took such a hard nosedive. I mean, it I lost think, a lot yeah, of I think killing Glenn and uh, the big guy who I met twice and I can't remember his name. Right. Um, the redheaded guy. Yeah. Uh, I think that that was jumping the shark for them. I mean, there were probably other times, but. Yeah, killing Glenn. Glenn. You can't kill fan favorites like that. You just can't. But they did in the comic books. Yeah, the com- yeah, but you know, you look. We read comic books. Comic books are different, right? Um, yeah, killing killing Glenn was probably because uh, I'll tell you what, and that's where they painted themselves in this hole. Because Rick leaving, I can see Glenn stepping up and being the leader. Sure. I mean, you yep. know, the show's doomed when Carl, you know, Rick's son, Carl, Carl, Carl. when he <laughs> passes away, it, 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 no one, no one blinked. You no know, one blinked. No, no one, one talked cared. about. It, no one cared, and so, you know, yeah. I, I, you would figure that would have been a bigger deal. But but picture this: Glenn survives. Him and Maggie have a baby. Rick, whatever, leaves or dies. Glenn's a natural fit because he's pretty much Rick Junior at that point. He's got a kid. He's got to worry about. He's got a wife. He's got to worry about. Sure. It's all the things they took away from Rick through the seasons. Yeah. It's oh. almost like hitting the reset button. But nope, to kill Glenn. Okay. Fine. Kill the kill kill Glenn. Yeah. All right, so good luck, Walking Dead. Good luck, Andrew Lincoln. Hope we see you in a Marvel movie. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's a yeah. I can see Lauren Cohen in, in a Marvel movie. I can see her doing that. Yeah, who, who can you see her as? Mm, let's see. So we're going into the second round of Avengers. You can make her a villain. You can make her a hero. Uh, yeah. Ooh, Spider-Woman. Avengers Jessica Spider- Drew. Jessica Drew. And she turns out to be a, uh, a scroll. Oscar Wow. Yeah. I would say I would say throw a blonde wig on her and make her Mockingbird. Mockingbird. Agent of Shield. There you go. Are Ooh. you singing? Because you know that's my thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. All right. So that's our top stories, Alan. And Alan, you're gonna we're gonna have a, some exciting news. We're um, debuting a new segment on the week in Geek. Yes. Uh, you want to tell us about it? Sure. Uh, Bernie, she is a professional gamer herself, and she will be doing our uh, new video gamer news. Um, and here we go. Take it away, Bernie. Bernie, 
Okay, thanks guys. Um, so my biggest uh, focus for now is going to be E3 coming out between June 12th and the 14th. Uh, I think uh, there'll be a live stream on YouTube and on Twitch for those. Um, one of the things I wanted to cover was Call of Duty, kind of following Fortnite's footsteps and coming out the Battle Royale um, game mode rather than doing the, um, the campaign. Um, which I think can be kind of mixed reviews, depends on who's playing. Uh, I think it's great for the new generations to kind of keep it interesting and that way they can keep selling their product. But at the same time, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of veterans that aren't gonna be happy about the lack of a campaign mode. Um, but didn't but, they do that at yeah. one time? Didn't, it, didn't Call of Duty just do only uh, multiplayer? Or am I thinking something else? Or did they always have I a campaign? I'm pretty sure there's always been a campaign. Um, that was like a really single player nice. game? Yeah. Yeah, like a, a single player mode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Call of Duty, yeah. Because I, you know me, Alan, I'm on a team player. So I would always buy Call of Duty for the single player campaign. <laughs> and, and the Nazi levels. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely Nazi levels. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I wasn't sure how, how competitive they were going to be compared to Fortnite since that's a free game. And, you know, Call of Duty is not just $60 because you have to buy the DLCs that come out every so often, too. Um, but then I was also reading today that Epic Games, the people who made Fortnite, are also being sued by PUBG for copyright infringement. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, PUBG released their game, where was it? Uh, six months before before Fortnite came out. Um, so after that, they started a lawsuit, and it looks like they're going full force at them for that. Wow. Oh, cool. And Bernie, you mentioned uh, E3. Um, can you just talk a little bit about exactly what E3 is? I'm a I'm a gaming novice, so I've heard of E3, but I'm not really sure what goes on there. Yeah, yeah. E3, Electronic Entertainment Expo. Uh, it's a huge convention for all the video game um, fans. You, they usually have um, they usually have booths for different um, video game companies like Activision, Epic Games, um, Bethesda, Square Enix. All of them. They all come onto a stage. They all talk about the news and releases that they're going to be coming up with. Like that's when you know Sony will launch their new console whenever it comes out, or Nintendo will, uh, will release whatever new game, whatever's going to be the new thing for the new year. That's when we find out about it. That's awesome. Oh, so would it, yeah, would it be fair to call it kind of like the San Diego Comic Con for video games? Definitely the, the mm -hmm. Comic Con for video games. Gotcha. See if you're related to comics, I understand it. <laughs> <laughs> Now we're on the level. Right. So we'll be looking forward to that in the summer, which is going to be great. Can't wait. Um, and the other thing, um, along with the PUBG news and the Call of Duty news, uh, two more video games, fighting video games coming out. We'll be having Soul Calibur 6, and we'll also be having a new Street Fighter game to look forward to. Uh, looks like Capcom and ba uh, Bandai are about ready to release these. So I'm looking forward to those. I love the fighting games. They're like my favorite. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. So and it's great, too, because I see uh, I was watching the Soul Calibur trailers. They'll be releasing the a lot of old characters again, like Ivy and Nightmare and Siegfried. Like they're all coming back. And Taki, who wasn't even in Soul, Cal Soul Calibur 5, she'll be back. So it's going to be pretty cool. I'm looking forward to it. And that's probably oh, going to hit see. all the platforms, right? Yeah, it should be. They're usually um, on multiple platforms, I think. But I didn't check on I didn't check on which uh, consoles will be on. Probably all of them. Yeah. yeah. I would imagine. Okay. But that's what I have for today. So thank you guys. I'm going to pass it back to you. 
Thanks a lot, Bernie. That was awesome. Very uh, good. Hey, Alan. Yeah. You know what time it is? Um, 6.05 Pacific time. No, it's time to hit, hit it. it. Hit it. All right. Let's get the show right. on the road. first quick hit. What? Huh? Yeah, go ahead. Go. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Our first quick hit. Transformer 6 is canceled? What? <laughs> I can't believe they so, made it to 5. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah, no, I, I wish we were saying Transformers 3 is canceled. <laughs> I wish we were there. No. So Transformers 6 uh, is, uh, they actually shut down or pre-production on it. Um, Transformers 5, which was what, last night? K-N-I-G-H-T? Um, did poorly for them. Well, for Transformers. First of all, Let's be honest. They got the five because people kept going to these movies. They were making billions of dollars, these movies. Yeah. Um, but five didn't perform. They did well in two, so they, they canceled six. Now, I wonder what this does because they're doing a Bumblebee solo movie, and they were going to like to have this huge Transformer universe pop out of this. Um, I understand Bumblebee is still going through, though. Bumblebee is still going through. Yeah. So maybe they're waiting on Bumblebee's numbers to see if they're going to do a six, a six. Excuse me. Yeah, well, you know what? They Paramount is doing the smart thing, unlike Star Wars. They're they're hitting the reset button, you know. And if if Bumblebee does well, you have a nice little reset. You can kind of build from there, instead of just putting out, you know, Transformers twenty two, you know, uh, just terrible stuff. Yeah, it's uh. There's only so I, much you can blow up. Here's the thing, dude. I've seen every Transformers movie, and Why? I have no idea. I don't know. What do you and do? I don't know. You're the reason why we're up to number five. You're the reason why. I don't know what I've watched. I don't. I couldn't tell you the plot of any of them. Gotcha. Um, I'm not sure which like which Autobots and Decepticon. I'm pretty sure Optimus Prime is in it. <laughs> you know how how they can save that that franchise? They they gotta do what everyone else says. They have to they have to drop in Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, to save Ugh. him. Uh, that's what he does. <laughs> well, he didn't, he didn't save uh, Rampage, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Quick <laughs> hit. Quick hit. <laughs> All right. Tell us about Star Trek Land, Alan. Universal Studios is rumored to be planning a Star Trek Land that will rival Disney Star Wars Galaxy Edge. I'm excited about this. Um, uh, do you do you visit uh, the theme parks often? Uh, no, I don't at all. Ah, dude, I'm I'm at freaking one at least twice a year. I'll do the Florida thing. I'll go down to Universal Studios, Islands of Adventure. I'll do uh, Disneyland down in down in Anaheim and stuff. And uh, you know, it's really funny. You go to, or I would say Orlando when you think Disney World, that's their big thing. And with um, Universal Studios, you have Islands of Adventure. I adore Islands of Adventure. That whole Harry Potter land, that whole setup over there. It is freaking fantastic, and uh, you know, basically, when, when they opened up that that area of theme park, I always thought they took everything that Disney World did and made it better, or they tried to make it better. You know, they really revolutionized rides and stuff. And if they're gonna do the same thing against Star Wars, I'm super excited, really super excited. I love competition. You need competition out there, you know. And having something Star Trek, like a Star Trek world or something like that, God bless them. I hope they do it. It's just more fun. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, Star Wars. It's coinc- coincidentally, my niece was at um, Islands of Adventures today. Oh, her, wow. I, I guess her school because she lives in Florida, and um, 
Yeah, she was texting me like what she was doing and all the stuff, asking me about Harry Potter. I'm like, honey, I don't, I'm a nerd, but I'm not that kind of nerd. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I don't know Harry Potter. Um, yeah, I, I went to Islands of Adventure years ago, and that Spider Man ride was awesome, and the Hulk roller coaster was freaking awesome. Um, I haven't been there since Harry Potter. I haven't, I, that's probably the last time I've been to one of those big theme parks. Um, but I already made plans for, well, I didn't like get hotel and all that crap, but. I'm going to Star Wars Galaxy next year when it opens. Oh, cool. Um, cool. Let me know. Yeah. Yeah, we should meet down there. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, it's funny because my niece, who I've spoken about before, she's um, she'll be a driving age. Sorry, I told her. I'm like, um, you're driving me around that day. <laughs> um, so don't make any plans that, that week I'm there, that weekend I'm there, you're driving me around to Star Wars Galaxy. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Cool. No, no. Uh, yeah. yeah. So you're right. I like, and look, I'll, I'll go to a Star Trek land or world or whatever. Sure. Um, it sounds like fun. I, I mean, I, 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 you know, I'm more of a Star Wars guy, but I know enough about Star Trek to be, to be able to appreciate a Star Trek. Oh, it's bit. fun when you go to Islands of Adventure, and you you've been there before. When you walk around the ring of the theme park, you're walking basically into the movie land itself. When you walk yeah. into Jurassic Park, you really feel you can hear the music, you can see dinosaurs. It's like you're really immersed. Harry Potter, they up that a thousand times. I mean, it is ridiculous when you walk into the Harry Potter world. I, I mean, I can only imagine how well they're going to do a Star Trek, you know? So, I'm happy about that. And yeah, I'm not a Star Trek guy either, but what the hell? I wasn't, I'm not Harry Potter either, but I, 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 I really enjoy myself when I go there. Yeah, I'm sure I'd have a good time. I've seen the movies, but I don't know enough to talk about the, sh- the, 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 the property. Right. All right, so good for Universal Star Trek land. Yay. All right. Okay. Quick. All right, possible good news. Or just... <laughs> It's either possible great news or just a story about an older guy trying to get into shape. <laughs> uh, Billy D. Williams is rumored to be getting in shape for Star Wars Episode Nine. All right. <laughs> um, when you told me this, I got all sorts of giddy inside. <laughs> I want nothing more than to see because my biggest gripe, besides the whole movie of the Last Jedi of the new trilogy, is where's Lando? Right. You know, because they never really had an official funeral or anything for Han Solo. Um, No, not on screen. And my thing is this, and I've said it before, if Leia is going to die off screen before the movie starts and if it opens, they better acknowledge it and there better be some kind of funeral or something. Oh, for Princess Leia. Yes. Okay. And what better way to bring Lando in and have Lando show up at her funeral and get Uh him involved in in their in the rebels wacky adventure <laughs> you know wacky adventures yeah plus they love killing the old guy so who's left to kill <laughs> can you imagine out of all of them it, it's it's lando that that outlives everybody so it's cool yeah. it's those cult 45s man yeah well the smoothest man in the galaxy yeah yeah <laughs> so you excited about lando possibly being in star wars Nine? yeah for sure you kidding me he's he's the last of the old crew that, that can possibly in these be in these movies anyway so yeah for sure yeah. i would i would very much love to see billy d show up in uh in episode nine yeah so let's let's uh keep our ears and eyes open for our stories related to that as we get closer to because they got to start filming this thing soon because it's uh opening next year yeah. december yeah Work right. it, billy d quick hit oh uh, jamie fox has officially signed on the star as spawn in todd mcfarland's spawn movie <laughs> um i look 
I'm just following this under who cares. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to play the role of not saying a word. <laughs> oh, you're just going to let me hang myself? Yeah. Okay. Because I could care less about this one. Who gives a crap, Spawn? I mean, if it's if this is like 1990, I'll be like, oh, wow, okay, Jamie Foxx is on Spawn, but come on. I mean, this is old. No, if it was 1990, you'd be like, you'd be like Wanda from In Living Colors playing Spawn? <laughs> <laughs> that makes right. no sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, huh. Yeah. I, you know, Spawn, Where did this gives? one come from? I've never liked Spawn. I like Todd McFarlane's art. Never liked Spawn. He's a Spidey ripoff. He's just a dark, brooding, mentally deranged version of Spider-Man. Yeah. And move along. Make James. Go ahead, because Jamie Foxx is so box office right now. Go ahead, make a small movie, with Jamie Foxx. <laughs> now, saying that, it'll be, you know, biggest opening weekend ever or some shit like that, some crap like that. You know, Spawn. I remember when it first came out that comic book. I thought it was brilliant that remember there was a timer. Like he had a lifetimer, didn't he? And like, like every, every, I can't remember what there was, there was something that he did that he was losing life every single time. And it had that, that little tension. And all of a sudden that they, they stopped that little gimmick there. I thought that was, that was a smart gimmick. They should have stuck with that. Oh, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I, I never, uh, you know, I mean, just the whole demon thing. I, that was never my thing. So, gotcha. okay. Uh, yeah. Right. So Jamie Foxx, congratulations. You're getting a paycheck. All right. <laughs> so cold. Quick hit. Quick hit. Got some comic book quick hits for you. All right. Um, Let's hear it. Amazing Spider-Man number 800. Wow. Um, It's the end of a story written by Dan. It's actually the end of Dan Slott's time on Amazing Spider-Man. He's going to be leaving. And a new writer will be coming in with issue 801. Um, I'm not going to spoil the story for you, mostly because I don't know the story. Um, I was waiting for the whole... It's the end of a storyline, so I was waiting for the whole storyline to come out before I read it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's finally made it to 800. We had um, Action Comics 1000 a couple of weeks ago. And now we have Amazing Spider-Man 800, which is amazing. Ha-ha. <laughs> 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 Unintended. Uh, yeah, when I... Uh, just to put it into perspective, when I started reading Amazing Spider-Man, I picked up issue two... I'd say I was in the 260s with him. Hmm. What, what was going on there? Do you remember the storylines about uh, Hobgoblin? Okay. Uh, they still didn't know who Hobgoblin was. Uh, Puma oh. was uh, a big. Uh, the Puma was a big part of it. It's the episode where Mary Jane. Um, one of the, one of those first issues was when uh, the Puma finds out Peter Parker Spider Man attacks him in his apartment, and Peter and Mary Jane were having like a fight, and Peter's spider sense went off, and he shoves Mary Jane out the door and locks and barricades it. <laughs> He's fighting the Puma in the in his hat in his apartment. And Mary Jane's banging on the doors and blah 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 blah. So you know she leaves and I mean he leaves. You know Puma whatever go, gets away. Peter you know she Mary Jane finally breaks in and she just like oh, whatever blah, blah, blah. that's why we can't be together anymore. And he's like you know he's trying to you know Peter's like you know what lie do I tell her? I run out of lies because yeah. he's always. And she's like, Peter, I know you're Spider-Man. I've known for a long time. And that's like the end. And we're like, what? <laughs> and uh, and then she like breaks up with him because she can't handle being Spider-Man's girlfriend anymore. Okay. And then, you know, and that leads to issue whatever, because 300, 300 is when Venom appears and they're married by then. So this is kind of like she leaves and then comes back and then they propose. It was really, it was awesome. I got to read that stuff again. Hmm. So, happy anniversary, happy birthday, Amazing Spider-Man. Yay. Huzzah. Huzzah. All right. 
Uh, and our last quick hit and our last comic book news. Mm-hmm. Man of Steel number one came out today. It's the um, first issue of Brian Michael Bendis' run on Superman. Fabulous. And apparently, yeah, and apparently he's doing some good stuff there. Um, um, yeah, uh, the free comic book day. Did you did you pick up any books on free comic book day? Negative. Okay. Um, there was I think there was a was it free comic book day? I don't know. There was a. There was some, or it might have been actually comics, um, 1000. Brian Michael Bendis wrote a short story for that one because it was like a couple compilation of stories. Um, introducing a new villain, and uh, he's, I mean, the, the story starts with him like throwing Superman through a window, and, and he's about like, uh, like the people in the store hide him, and then Supergirl comes, and, and apparently, it, the story starts in the middle of the fight with Supergirl and Superman were apparently fighting this guy. Mm hmm. But, you know, it comes out at the end of the story. He's like, and I'm the one who destroyed. I have to kill you uh, like I destroyed Krypton or something like that. So now it's like kind of rewriting that history. Like, what? what do you oh, mean is you he just- retconning stuff? I don't know, because this, this villain is saying I destroyed Krypton. So get in uh, mind, buddy. <laughs> man, I know, right? Man of Steel number one. We'll hopefully explore that more. Okay. So I, I didn't write it really yet. Fabulous. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Nope. And that's the end of Quick Hits. All right. And thus ends another episode of The Nerd and Me. How fabulous. How awesome. Plugs. 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 Do we got plugs? Uh, yeah, we're on Anchor, obviously, Nerd and Me. Facebook.com. Nerd. Why do I do that? Facebook.com. Maybe because I have it written here, Facebook.com. Uh, nerd and Me Podcast. <laughs> Instagram, we're Nerd and Me. Twitter, Nerd and Me Podcast, YouTube, Nerd and Me Podcast. We're all there. We're everywhere. Spotify, all these lovely little places. Yes, sir. And go to www.brothersinarmchairs.com where you can find us and our other podcasting buddies. Um, you do that. Do it. Yeah. Hey, do I'm excited with uh, Bernie with video games. Yes, I'm very, um, I'm very happy to have Bernie on on board with us she knows her stuff guys <laughs> we don't girls i know we don't know <laughs> um if you enjoyed bernie's segment hey hit us up on anchor drop hey. us an email <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, hit us up on anchor and um you can leave us a voice message on anchor the third time i've said it yeah. uh, or you can email us at nerdandmepodcast at gmail.com you can facebook message us on the Facebook, as Alan calls it, dot com. Dot com. And um, <laughs> just there are thousands, or you could, tw- uh, I was going to say Twitter us, which I know is the wrong word. Right. You can Instagram us, you can tweet us. Um, <laughs> but please give us some feedback on Bernie. Um, <laughs> well, yes. No, give us feedback. If Good you think she's gone, no, I'm just kidding, Bernie. Just <laughs> kidding. Um, yeah, let us know what, what, what you liked. And, uh, Yeah, we'll see you next week for the Weekend Geek. All right. This is Alan signing off. Bye. Bye.